Hello and welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, a teacher from Carmel, Indiana. And I'm Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. Well, we've been gone for a little while, but uh, we're hopefully trying to get some things laid out for us really well. So this week we're going to be talking about the new normal for marching bands and band in general. Given all the cancellations and announcements that we've all been dealing with for the past, say, three weeks to four weeks, uh, many are having to be creative and adapt to this new set of circumstances. We want to explore this topic today, especially in regards to those of you who not only want to survive, but continue to thrive and serve your students at the highest level. So before we begin, I want to tell you about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free, and one way you can support us is by visiting our website, dynamicmarching.com, and sign up for some of our awesome courses and instructional videos. You can also purchase products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web on things like shoes, rifles, podiums, megavoxes, and also flagpoles. I know that many times you continue to order your products from the same people every year, but if you look at our prices, you might change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts on large orders. In fact, today I got an order for a bunch of the carts that haul uniforms around. And I haven't been thinking about uniforms in a while, but somebody is. And so that means somebody's thinking about marching band. Well, if you you live in an area that is not hit so dramatically with this like i know several bands that are in band camp this week i mean where i am now i can't really think about that but i think jeff you guys at carmel uh, aside from today being a weather day you're kind of in a a somewhat normal band camp right correct we're going 9 a.m to 4 a.m outside at the stadium and till um, four till 4 a.m man that's (laughs) important Felt like wow. that yesterday. <laughs> that's so how Carmel hot. wins. That's how Carmel wins those twelve those hour trophies. rehearsals. Yes. Oh, beyond. <laughs> well, yeah. but you know what's very cool is we've for the rest of us um, we're having a lot of virtual things. What's great is a, a good friend of mine from Texas, uh, Kim Shuttlesworth, who's a very fine band director down there in the Leander district. She just actually got our online. Uh, courses and and videos and material. And she's having her students watch that because they can't gather live now. And so she's having the instruction come from that and then having them do some performances and share those things there. So there's something for everybody there at the website. If you want to just give that a, a quick check, you know, there's our promo for the, for the show. Well, I love that, and I think it's a good lesson as well because she's a fantastic band director. Oh my and gosh! Leader, and um, she finds our videos helpful. So it's it's not yeah. just for you know people who don't know how to teach marching. It's no. for people who just want a great resource for their students to learn from. Well, I think the big thing too is it, the kids have gotten so accustomed to watching high quality stuff, like even just YouTube channels now. If you're not if you're not doing that in 4K with great sound, the kids just pass on by. Right. And these videos are done with, you know, super high quality. And uh, that was that was what impressed me, you know, from the very beginning. And now that you've even redone the system, uh, they look great. And the kids are going to see that. Like, if that looks professional, they're going to treat it like that. So run on over to the web shop, website while you're listening to us, uh, you know, 
go on in the background and go check out some of the things that maybe we have to offer for you right there. And we actually changed all our pricing to make it much more affordable. Uh, we used to charge mm-hmm. per video or per course or whatever. Now it's just, it's kind of like Netflix. Just sign up right. for all of it, 150 149 I think, and uh, you get everything every year. And that way, anything new that comes out, everybody just automatically gets it. It's going to be a lot cleaner and easier for everybody. Right. And, you know, when you think about that, that pricing, <laughs> we would, we would spend that in a prop each year. So, you know, definitely something that, that you want to check out. Well, let, let's jump into this right now. So, you know, we actually wrote this uh, a couple of weeks ago and we were saying current announcements, you know, right now there are states that are, you know, for all intents and purposes, shut down. There are some states that are in um, a pretty intense, um, cautionary role. I think that's where South Carolina is right now. We're, we're really not in our district allowed to meet for anything until August 17th, but some people in the upstate are able to meet now. Um, whereas if you look at Virginia, I know for, for them, they've even gone ahead and canceled all athletics for the fall and are kind of looking at a springtime marching band series, uh, you know, moving the entire circuit to there. Uh, if you look at Texas, Hold you've on. got, isn't there enough stuff in the spring? <laughs> <laughs> right goodness. on, right on. <laughs> I can't even imagine thinking about that. Now, one time our state was looking at moving concert festival and solo and ensemble to the fall and then putting marching band and all state in the spring. And that's, that's probably still on the table. Um, I, I, I've worked with one group in Nebraska and they've actually gone ahead and made their all state process and and all region and those things all online auditions and are going to even have the clinic be an online experience. Uh, so, you know, people have gone ahead and said, okay, we don't care what's going to happen later on. We're going to do what we know can work now. Some are kind of playing the waiting game. I think that's where some band directors are still sitting right now. And and others have been like, well, this is pretty crummy. And so here's what we're going to try and do. Yeah, but you've got the Rose Parade canceling. You've got the Macy's Parade canceling. Um, you've got BOA canceling their live events. You know, now there's some other things that are coming out uh, about BOA here pretty soon that you know, I'm kind of interested and excited to talk about later once they come out with that. But, you know, a lot of competitions, I know it, Jeff, you guys in, in Indiana, ISMA canceled your state series. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. In fact, people who know me, um, but don't know much about marching band will walk up and say, Oh, I heard they canceled marching band. And I said, well, it's kind of, I mean, we canceled the competitive season and, you know, both with Bands of America and ISMA and all the, you know, local competitions and things. That's all done. That's not happening at all. But that doesn't mean marching band is canceled. It's still a class at the high school that students mm-hmm. get a credit for. We're still going to give them a great experience, um, assuming that, you know, we can continue with some sort of meeting type schedule. So right. we'll, we'll see how far that goes. So. So everybody, we're not trying to tell you how you should do any of this because there's so many variations uh, on safe returns. I mean, I've seen literally just come back as normal all the way to we're going completely virtual for a certain amount of time. And then you have hybrid things in between that. Um, So with all of those things, we're all going to have to approach this pretty differently. 
we want to give you a couple of different ideas that we've explored and that we've talked to other groups across the country and what they've explored and just some of the philosophies to keep in mind when you're approaching this year. And I think the first thing that we want to do, and maybe the most important thing we want to tell you is you can do this. Uh, It's going to be weird. It's going to be different. It's going to be strange, but you can do it. Um, I used this analogy on an interview the other night where I said, you know, my favorite ice cream is chunky chocolate mousse with raspberry. Uh, You can get it one place in Amherst, Massachusetts at Bart's Creamery. And I haven't been there since 2000. Now, I still eat ice cream. I can go into any ice cream store and find a flavor that I will absolutely love, but it's not my favorite. But I still eat ice cream. If you've ever seen me, you know that I do. So we kind of have to look at it like that. Like this is going to be a year of ice cream flavors, and they may not have your normal one or your favorite one, but there's going to be one there that's still good and that can still be enjoyable. So, you know, change is always a difficult thing. Uh, There are a few straightforward decisions uh, that you can make, but there are going to be a lot of them that are going to be fuzzy. And there's probably not going to be a right or wrong. It's going to be which is the least bad. So, you know, the cool thing about it is we actually have a little bit of flexibility right now to redesign our programs to fit maybe the current climate better, but also maybe take into account our families a little bit more or our time consumption a little bit more. And this may be a good reset for everybody. So, you know, just looking at you can do it, and maybe, just maybe, we get you know 10 months out of this, and we may look back and say, gosh, I'm sort of glad this happened. Um, we're not doing you know six days a week commitments for 15 weeks and burning people out, including myself and my family. So there, there could be some really good things. Actually, I, I'm going I'm to change that. There are going to be some really good things and some good medium changes that we find once we get through all of this. For sure. It's not all bad. It's not all doomsday. Um, you know, Bobby, I, I texted you last week. We've been texting back and forth for three weeks. We have not put out a podcast in eight weeks, I think. Right. And uh, on purpose at first, because it was like, you know, at first when we were all quarantined, everyone was gung ho about learning new things and e-learning and all that. And then you could kind of feel it as everybody just kind of went, okay, it's summer. Let's all just chill, you know, right. let's not think about this. There's, there's too many what ifs. And so we saw, you know, people that we know just kind of checking out for a while. So we decided to check out and the last two weeks we've been trying to get, get going on this podcast, but there's so much that we don't know. Uh, right. We've just kind of been putting it off. Um, so, but here we are. And uh, kind of excited to share a few things. Right. So if you're trying to approach marching band, we kind of feel like there are three pretty viable options for you right now. Um, Like, and I'll be very blunt uh, with what we're doing. You know, Wando, we've decided to go with more of a popular, fun show. You know, when we found out there were no competitions, the thought of practicing countless hours to pretend that we were going to compete didn't really appeal to any of us. Now, our kids, they love that pursuit, and I I think that that's great, but we wanted to do something also that would help us engage the community a little bit more. 
and something that kind of spoke to that side of things a little bit. So thinking about doing a popular show, I can tell you we're opening with an Earth, Wind, and Fire tune. Yes. We're doing, we're doing September. I mean, like, it was in the Trolls. You can't beat it. It's going to be awesome. And Jay Bocook has an amazing arrangement of it. So that's the only thing that I would maybe throw in there is it's great to do fun music, maybe a little bit simpler, but don't go to just like, okay, let's do Hey Baby. Right. (laughs) And that's it. Don't just pull a stand tune out of the pep band charts. Right, 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 right. I mean, like do something where, okay, we're not going to read this down the first time. It's going to take us a little bit of time and it's going to be a good challenge for, for good players. You know, the, the other thing that it does is it provides you the opportunity for a little bit easier and maybe a little less drill. Um, Andy Ebert is a great writer for us and he's doing some things so that we can, you know, if we end up having to do, uh, different numbers of kids at different rehearsals, we can still make the drill work, uh, making those things go. And, and the flexibility for the numbers and the rehearsal demand is a lot better when you do that popular sort of show. You know, the drill is not an absolute lock-in that everybody has to be there or you see you know glaring holes through that. So the popular show, I think, is a really smart idea if you want to engage maybe just the general population a little bit more. And for us, we're really focusing on recruiting this year as well. And this bleeds right into that. So I think that's maybe one of the great options for going forward with this. Did did you find that uh, getting copyright for those charts was okay and no problems there? Well, and the truth is, is we're not going to be doing a lot of syncing and stuff like that. Uh, Jay had already gotten permission to do the arrangement so we don't have to get sync rights. We just had to get arranging rights. And and since he had already gotten that, that was okay. We, and I, I will, uh, to be very honest with you, we at one time said, you know, you know now we could kind of do whatever we want. But our design staff looked at that and said, you know, even though we could probably do that and nobody would have a problem, it's still not right. Just, you know, t- ripping off John Williams and doing some of his music when he hasn't given permission. So we... We backed away from that uh, pretty well, um, you know. But now, Jeff, you guys are doing a really cool thing that I wanted you to talk about, like this this re- reviewed show or a reused show. Yeah, our show is a tribute to the five most uh, successful uh, shows that we've had each year that we won a national championship at Bands of America Grand Nationals. And so we're taking you know, the ballad from this one, the intro from that one, and and just taking some of the coolest parts from each of those, we're going to have, you know, a piece of a prop or something on the field from each of them. So when you, when you see it, it'll kind of be nostalgic for anybody who is in those groups. Um, and also I think Michael Gaines is going to try, you know, if there's some signature drill moves that if you saw that show, you're like, Oh, I remember that, you know, he, he's not going to completely recreate the drill. We have, I think when, when, we, when we won in 2005, we had, I think Craigie said we had 170 total in the group, including color wow. guard. And now we're 340. So exactly double that. There's no way we could just recreate the drill. But uh, we're really excited. The students are excited, um, especially like, you know, our seniors may have played a couple of those, but they, you know, they don't even know the music from 2005 or 2012. Right. So we're going to use some of the same flags and stuff like that. 
but but they know those shows, which I think is I think that's a really cool way at going about this because let's say that you're in a smaller school and you maybe don't have the funding that you would normally for a year. Just going back and taking old drill old music and using that again, I think is a great idea, especially if you find out that you're going to have a good amount of rehearsal time. And so you want that camaraderie and that community building, but you don't necessarily have the best outlets. You're not going to have a competition necessarily, a traditional competition. I think this idea of a, of a recycled show is a really great, great idea. I've and also Bobby, heard, I actually cut yeah. my teeth in drill writing um, for marching show concepts and center X back in the day um, oh, yeah. by, by uh, taking a drill that has already been written and adapting it to different size groups. Right. Uh, they would they would typically write like a concept drill. I've written some of those for them as well. But a lot of times you'd take that concept drill and then expand it bigger or smaller or to the exact numbers. And it, it takes a little bit of the thought out of it to where you're you're still you're trying to go with the flow of that original drill and get some of the the effect from that original drill. But it's it's much quicker because you're not having to come up with the ideas. So right. that's something that maybe somebody even in house could do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's, there are so many options for both of those types of shows that I think are really good. But, you know, we have a third type that, that may be beneficial for some of you. And it's kind of the idea of doing a partial show. And I was on a meeting yesterday with some BOA directors and designers. And I think that a few people are going this route where maybe they're going to do an opener that they'll want to reuse next year. It was what they were going to originally do. But then <laughs> the example was, and then you go into Beyonce's greatest hits after the new world <laughs> symphony, <laughs> which I think is, you know, I mean, honestly, Why you not? can do that now. Why not? Absolutely. You know, your home crowd is going to be like, okay, what's this weird opening? Oh, but I know Beyonce. So this is awesome. Um, but I think that that gives you a little bit of the best of both worlds. If again, if you find that you're going to have uh good amounts of rehearsal time and you want to keep the kids skills up, then this is, this is a really smart way to go because you don't know what could happen. You know, I think, I don't know of anybody, well, actually I, I shouldn't say that we talked with, uh, I think some bands in Utah that are just shortening their show, like going down to about five or six minutes, but they're still going, uh, to try and be relatively competitive because for them, they haven't had the same kind of quarantine issues. Um, but for most of the rest of us, we all know that if COVID comes back, we're going to be shut down. And if we have to go like here in South Carolina, we know there's going to be a hurricane. And so we're going to lose a week there of an already shortened season. So this may be the way that, that you go. It keeps your designers engaged. It keeps the kids learning and growing and uh, just kind of gives you a preview and a little bit of a leg up on what's going on for next year. Yeah. I've always kind of been jealous that, you know, there's groups that we compete against like that are amazing. Broken Arrow is one of them. And there are some years they don't go to Grand Nationals and they do like they try some ideas out. They're like, I don't mm -hmm. know, let's try some new things because we're going to go to these regionals only. And I've always kind of been jealous of that because being in town, you know, it's we're lucky in one way that we just drive downtown for the shows. But yeah, in another way, like we're never going to not go to grand nationals, right. You know, unless we don't right. get in to, to finals or whatever, but um, you know, it's, it's cool that we can explore some of these fun things. Right. And, and, you know, if you didn't get to see broken arrow this past year, that was when they did not come to grand nationals. We got to see them down in Orlando 
And it was, I mean, it was great. They really did a show that they would have not taken to Grand Nationals. But in some ways, it really stretched their individual movement skills. And it was just, it was a fun show to get to watch. So those are three options. And I bet that, you know, you've probably heard some other things that are out there too. Of course, for some people, they're just going to go and do their regularly scheduled competitive show. Um, and, and that's great too. If you can go for it, but for the rest of us, and I know it feels like, Oh my gosh, we have to change everything. It was great when I told Wando what we were going to do, because I've got, I've got some kids who are just hardcore. They want to go after, you know, this was a grand nationals year for us. So they were so excited about that. And then everything happened and we had to sort of revamp and retool what we were doing. And I think that they're now at a place where, you know, we know of places that don't get to have marching band at all. So at least we get to have this opportunity. And it's, it's at least something that can give them hope. And I think that's the bottom line with all of this is we need, fi- we need to find things that give ourselves and give the students hope in what we're doing, which leads us into kind of this next thing that that is becoming a bit more in the mainstream and it's a social emotional health for the students you know how are some ways that we can approach that uh you know and the marching band is is one way but there are a couple of other things that you can do that we wanted to kind of throw those ideas out there to you some of the things that we've done is we've we've had watch parties um i stole this from uh, I think that it was Steve Peterson at the University of Illinois was mentioning it on an a, a interview that he had done, saying that you know near the end of the year, they got their wind ensemble kids together on a Zoom, and instead of trying to play, he just had them, he would share the screen, and they would watch like the Berlin Philharmonic. They would watch old videos of Chicago Symphony, or they would watch some Fennel with Tokyo Kosai videos, and just talk about how the ensemble worked. Worked. We stole that idea and we did one that was on DCI. We did one that was high school marching band. We did one that was chamber music. And I got to tell you, that went over way better than I thought it would. But I had to be really careful about getting very unique and interesting chamber groups. Like, for example, there's an all female bassoon ensemble that is killer. I mean, really? they're, oh man, monster players and just so cool and playing really intriguing music. There's an all female um, string quartet, which is, so it's violin, viola, uh, cello, and piano. So I guess that's really a piano. Uh, all the strings people are like, oh gosh, this guy's an idiot. I can't remember <laughs> if that's a piano quartet. Don't ask me. Yeah, I know. But, but the, and they're great. They, they've, it's kind of like the old Canadian brass blast all rolled together and there are just some great ensembles doing that that there's there's sardas c-s-a-r-d-a-s is a, a really popular tune that you'll see a lot of chamber groups doing and it's really much very much a showpiece and we showed i think one was a clarinetist a violinist and an accordion with a string background and it was just incredible so and then we did one one night that was uh, outstanding soloists on each of the instruments. And we also did a WGI night because many of my instrumentalists hadn't seen that before. So those watch parties have been a lot of fun. And you don't have to come up with all the stuff. Have the kids send you something like, hey, I'm looking to show and share great chamber groups. Your assignment for this week is to find one and send it to me. 
Um, now you did that all through Zoom or Google Meet? Yeah. That sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah, we sure did. We did it through Zoom, which is really easy to screen share that way. It worked out beautifully. And we did, it wasn't mandatory. It was just more of a, hey, each week, let's just get together and, and do that. And I got to tell you, at the end of the school year, we started having fewer and fewer people come into Zooms. But for this, we never had any kind of decay of numbers. It stayed about, I would say, half of the program. Now, not necessarily the same kids each time, but at least half the program would come in to, to view those with us and stay the whole time. And we really had fun doing that. So, cool. yeah, the, the next one that we're looking at is doing pop-up performances. That's, that's kind of like the old uh, future core I don't know. Do you, right. Jeff, yeah. Jeff, do you remember Future Core from I Disney? I do, from Disney. And I also remember uh, Star of Indiana doing that. I was in Bloomington one time, and they just had a pop-up performance on the square there. Yeah, it's it's really a lot of fun. And you're, you're talking about a group of anywhere, but I mean, and you can do it with as few as eight, probably, and as many as 20, socially distanced, of course, uh, just having them show up in a parking lot for, let's say, one of your sponsors or a local restaurant that's maybe helped you in the past. Just having, you know, saying from 12 to 1, the band's going to be there and they're going to be playing, you know, just 15 minutes or so, but encourage all the families to come and see them and maybe grab some food while you're there. Uh, I've actually talked to a couple of business owners. The thing you want to check in with them is... They don't want you to come at their busiest time because they can't hear at the drive-through window. If you do that, okay. <laughs> I hadn't even right. thought about that. But you know, just just uh, I, I we have we've contacted say about five businesses and not one has said no. We don't want that. Uh, they've been like, oh gosh, we would love it. Can you come at this time and do this? Okay, yeah, we can do that. And sometimes we can't, but the kids are actually really excited about being able to go out and play and it's still going to be safe. It's still going to be distanced. Um, but we're looking at doing that even at nursing homes. Like, uh, there's one that has a long pond and a patio. And on the other side of the pond is a little bit of a parking area. So we're going to have our kids go and set up there and play and just bring the, the clients, the, the people there at the nursing center out onto the patio to listen. So it's going to be 10, 15 minutes and that's just about as much time as anybody can stand to be outside right now down here. Right. So it's perfect. I think those could be really great. It, maybe one thing to remember is the uh, when you're in college, many of us had those roaming pet bands at tailgate parties. It's kind of the same idea there. and Just fun tunes. Just let the kids have some fun and, and play well. The great thing is, is you'll find that the kids start to become better performers the more of those small performances they actually do. So... I think that could be fun. Hey, one of the other things that some of my kids who I was teaching leadership told me about was they had they have band or section game night. There's a, a program, and I haven't used it yet, Jeff. Maybe you have. It's called Jackbox. Have. You yeah. have used Jackbox before. Yeah, man. So maybe tell us a little bit about that and how you might do that with, say, you know, 20 clarinet players. Well, there, there's, uh, there's games that, that all of these students have played before. Like one's called Heads Up, where you kind of put – your phone on your forehead when you're with people and then they they have you try to guess what's on your phone there's there's games like that but then since you're socially distanced you're playing those games through the app but then you're also hearing everyone talk at the same time wow. so um, there's also one called house party right that's the one that that i've been on uh, more than the other one but um i might in fact my boa staff got together and did a house party one night and it, oh it was, wow. it was a lot of fun 
Um, it, and you can just throw headphones on and walk around your, you know, your house as you do it. Right. I, even those things, we've encouraged our sections to, to do some of those things. Just, you know, since they don't get to know each other live right now, we've, we've wanted to do some of those things. Now, for those of you who are getting to have a little bit of time in rehearsal, we would really strongly recommend that you integrate some team building, some fun games into the rehearsal time. Since the kids aren't getting, they're not able to go and hang out as much as they would have, they're, they're going to really need to build those social emotional bonds with each other. And so I think it's going to be really important that you, you put those things together. You know, um, ships and sailors is a fun game that we always use at BOA that you can just look at Google that and, and have kids do it. And it's a blast to do the kids will laugh. Uh, you'll have a lot of fun. And I got to tell you, I'm usually the one I know, like you're supposed to be a leadership guy. I don't love leadership games. I, I just don't, I, but like at the, the trust s- fall and the, yeah. the high ropes course and all that. Well, now that stuff, you know, like the ropes course, I really, I do enjoy that. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I've done so many of them over the years. Maybe I, and maybe it's just because I'm a crotchety old guy. I don't know what it is, but, <laughs> but I, but I would tell you that e- even though I don't necessarily love that, I would bet many band directors are out there feeling the same way. Uh, you know, I really, that's not my bag. I don't really enjoy that, but, you know, well, maybe it's a thing where kids need to be in charge of that. Maybe your drum major needs to be in charge of that 15 minutes of like team building, um, uh, or somebody, you know, even ask the kids, like, are there any of you that would like to be able to do that? You're kind of the cruise director. You're Julie from the love boat right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're the crew, you're the, the cruise director for this group of students and they don't get to have a lot of unorganized time together. So you kind of need to build that into the rehearsal time. And, and it needs to be properly vetted, you know, absolutely like in Indiana right now, it, you know, when they come, they have to put their instruments six feet apart all the way around and then stay there. And then we call them to the block and they stay separated and we call them to sectionals and they stay. It's really hard to keep hundreds of teenagers six feet apart. Right. You know, they just automatically, it's like they're magnets to each right. other. And so just be, be make, make sure that you vet that ahead of time and make sure it can be done standing in a block. And I would, you know, honestly, that's a whole other show in and of itself of how do you do social distancing and masks and all of that in the rehearsal. And Jeff, you know, that, that sounds like maybe that's our next podcast coming up. So. Yeah. I mean, it so, was, it was 90 here all week and I had a mask on the whole time and every student did too. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, the thing that we're looking at, and I would say that many people are in this place as well is, okay, should we have all matching masks? Should we do this? Should we do that? And I think, like I said, I think that that's a whole other show. So maybe take a look. If you're just listening to this one, uh, give us a few days and that may be our very next podcast. show as we go through or drop us some ideas in the social yeah please absolutely um so the last one with the social emotional health that i think is really important will be this kind of big brother big sister program for wando and i know mason is doing this out in ohio they're doing squad leaders and i jeff you guys do a similar thing to this with your sections with your social leaders uh, with how you do things. And it's it's just the right. idea that that each person has another, at least one person that they are either in charge of or that they can go to for help. Uh, you know, that's that's so big. I, th- I don't think I remembered or realized how important that was until we put our kids into those groups of four and worked together these last sets of rehearsals. 
you know, at Marion, that's how we did everything. It was always about squad leaders. So much so to the point I can remember a kid <laughs> coming to me and, and saying, hey, I, I forgot my gloves. And my my answer was, hey, where's your squad leader? Oh, they're over there. Go get your squad leader. Squad leader comes back over, and I have a conversation, pretty direct conversation with that kid about why little Johnny Freshman doesn't have his gloves. From that point on, that kid never forgot his gloves anymore, and neither did that squad leader forget the responsibility that they had. And it's it's so it wasn't it wasn't that aggressive, but it was hey, this is your job. Johnny is counting on you, and we're counting on you, and you have to make sure that you cover every base with them. And you know what? What's great is we've we've enlarged our leadership team to take in all seniors and quite a few uh, juniors with us. And what's been great is those were usually the kids that were on the fringe of this virtual learning. You know, they wanted to go to Grand Nationals this year, and they wanted to do this and wanted to do that as their senior year had been culminating to that. And for us, since we don't go to BOA every year, it was maybe even a bigger deal. Well, it definitely was a bigger deal. But since they didn't get to have that, we've kind of revamped so that their daily takeaway is a little bit better and a little bit stronger and a little more engaging so that, you know, while they don't get that big takeaway there at the end, they're getting more every day. And I'm hoping, I'm, you know, there's that word hope again. I'm hoping that they come away from the season, maybe even a little little bit better than had we had that, um, that mountaintop experience, not necessarily better musicians or performers, but better people. And that's a, that's a big part of what we do and who we are. So, so for the kids, that's what, you know, the social emotional thing is so important because uh, they may, they may stay with you for, to get through this marching season, but then you may lose them when they can quit. If it's just about work and it's not about becoming better people, you know, we've always said that, but I think that's even more real now for sure. But I don't think that any, you know, I could see two band directors in the same county, one saying, I'm ready to go back, and the other saying, I just want to be virtual. You know, my in-laws, who are over 60, live with us. So that changes a little bit about how I approach things. I have an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old. That changes how I approach things. My wife is also a teacher. That changes my approach. So I... I've kind of already accepted the fact that we're going to see a lot of variations and that's just what it's going to be. The variation is going to be the norm rather than the exception, I think. So any teacher that's saying, I'm, I don't know that I can go back right now. You're not alone. I don't, you know, so I hope that we don't make you sound, make it sound like that or make you feel badly. There are a number of folks that are saying, I don't know that I can do this with my current health status. And you know what? That's, that's just got to be what it's got to be. I think that actually seeing the kids helps that a lot. So if it's a thing where you can't be live with them yet, maybe just doing like, hey, at, at seven o'clock tonight, we're going to get on Zoom for just 15 minutes, maybe watch a show. Maybe it's a thing where, you know, like, let's watch um, one of our last five years marching band shows or let's let's watch a you know our last concert together or let's let's do those things and you know for for no real reason other than we just want to hang out one of the coolest things that i've seen is as our kids leave zooms they're unmuting and saying thank you and logging out 
And that's one of the happiest moments of my day right now is just getting to hear that. So maybe it's a thing where you need to have, and don't feel like, well, they don't want to get on to, to do just something for, yes, they do. They will. You'll have some who will, and it may not be a lot, but it'll be just enough to make you feel like this is worth it. Well, hey, we want to finish up with one big topic here, and it's about funding demands and opportunities, you know, because those don't go away. Uh, And for many of us, the fundraising side is maybe the larger side of our budget as opposed to district funding. So we we kind of put together some thoughts that we had about this. And for me, I'm going to I'm going to make a pretty bold statement right here. uh, And it is that and I told my parents this as well. Nothing. The, the most important thing that we need to keep funded is our staff um, all the way from the, the highest designer uh, down to the newest tech. Uh, I just felt it was really important that we kept those people employed uh, rather than furloughed during this time. And, and when we talked about that as, you know, it would be as if Apple was going through a rough time and said, you know what, let's sell off our patents to get some quick cash. Uh, well, then you've, you've destroyed the company right there. Yeah. Incredibly short-sighted. So, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sure that you know, our typical answer should be, it's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. You're exactly right. But not just these kids in front of me, but the kids who will be in front of me for the next four years. I just I feel really strongly about that. Even even the drill writers, the music arrangers, I I feel like to the degree that you can, though that should be where your first budget uh, envelope should open. And so the staff and the designers, and that you know, keeping the future in mind about stuff. You know, some people like we bring in clinicians from time to time, and that's a really important thing. We probably won't get to do that as much just because we don't know what travel is. But I still think that that's that's something that will be a a demand as soon as possible. So keeping some money set aside to bring in people because we may not be able to travel to festivals or contests. And bringing somebody in, I think, can be just as valuable. Now, there are some things that we talked about is like how that you can work to that funding. And we talked about those pop-up performances at different businesses and maybe having them sponsor you. Uh, One of the ways we also talked about was this idea of a virtual contest. And a virtual contest is, uh, it can have a couple of different meanings. It could be that you have a show at your stadium with no spectators, but you sell uh, video subscriptions to doing that. Now, I think there's some people that are going to come out with that here pretty soon. Um, but it could be something that you do. Another group that I've talked to is doing a thing where bands are submitting their videos uh, to a, a certain band, and they're having adjudicators you know, give feedback, not necessarily a number, but give feedback about that and sending it back. Um, and you, know, you, you charge a contest uh, fee for that. It's going to be a lot cheaper than actually traveling to the contest, but you still get some feedback and analysis. Um, you know, now the other thing that we talked about is there are some places that are going to have live but contained contests. Like they're going to have three bands perform and then have a, a, a block of time. And then three more bands are going to come in and perform a block of time so that they can get people in and out of the stadiums. And I, I thought, wow, that's a great idea because in those that block of time to get people out of the stadium, they're doing clinics with those bands. thought it was just really smart the way they've done that. 
Well, then the other thing that that is big is having virtual auctions. You know, this is a way that several nonprofit groups have stayed alive during this this COVID shutdown because they would normally have galas and things that bring in a lot of money. And since they can't do that, they've had to do virtual auctions. And now it's so easy to do that. If you haven't looked at that, that may be something to consider as you move forward. And maybe some of those auction things are uh, a chamber group comes and plays at, you know, at your request. Um, our pet band comes and plays at your business. One of the cool things that I know a few schools have done, and I know Western Carolina did this, it, it, let's say that you're the manager of Arby's. Um, if you wanted to donate enough money and have the band spell out Arby's on the field and take an aerial drone photo of that, uh, those sell very well. They they look great in a in a restaurant, and you're know, just seeing the marching band spelling out your logo. Yeah, Western Carolina did that when they went to the Rose Parade, I believe, the first time, and they made a, a good amount of money doing that. So just finding those that niche that your band, your music organization can fill for that virtual auction, I think could be really cool. And then having people actually sponsor musicians, like maybe it's a thing where you reach out to alumni as well. We want you to sponsor a flute player. Um, And maybe you even just have a name, like the first name, sponsor Bobby. He's a saxophone player. Bobby's a sophomore and he likes doing this and this and this. Would you think about sponsoring him for a hundred bucks? I think, I think that could go over really, really well, especially in some of our more rural areas uh, where fundraising is not quite the same. And maybe it's not $100. Maybe it's, you know, $20 gets this, $50 gets this, $75, $100 levels. And I think you could do some really cool things with that. And again, it's all about adapting to these new set of circumstances and finding ways to keep your program alive. If you can make it through this, I think we'll have a a time of not only survival, but of thriving after we get through. Very cool. Well, guys, thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Jeff Young. And I'm Bobby Lambert. And this has been That Band Life.